Yo, what's good? Um, check this out. So a few years ago, 2019 to be exact, um, I get a call from one of my peoples who's like, yo, listen, I got some folks out in ATL. ATL shouted. I got some folks out in ATL who are looking for some SharePoint help. What's good? Can you can you help out? I'm like, yeah, of course, no doubt. Pass on my information. It is what it is. Uh, we end up in a meeting where they're asking me like, yo, are you able to support this, support that? What's good? Like, you're trying to get down? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So at the time, I'm a W-2 employee. So I take this meeting at like night in my car, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm like, you know, finding out what they need. So they are supporting a big government organization and they're looking for some SharePoint help and they want me to come on board and support now, of course, I can't do it full time because I'm I'm a full time employee elsewhere. So what I said was like, yo, I can I can moonlight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, whatever you need, I could do it in my off hours. Don't expect me to come be some full time employee or whatever. So I set that standard up from the jump. Anyway, uh, we get into the groove. Things start rocking and rolling. We start, you know, uh, I start interfacing with the customer because I I talk to them. Like, the people I had my initial meeting with, I talked to them. But after that, it's, there's not much interaction with them. You know what I'm saying? It's really more so a lot of interaction with the customer. So I'm with the customer uh, trying to find them during my lunch breaks, trying to see if I can scoop them, you know, if I need to talk to them during the early hours or the late afternoon, that type of stuff, right? Um, now, they're in a situation where they're managing the budget of this big organization, on spreadsheets they're doing budget drills and budget tasks tasks all these types of things they're doing it in email and spreadsheet and this is a ginormous budget this, this is a lot of money flowing through this this situation right um so what they're trying to do is streamline their processes like it's just too out of control people are spending you know late nights and after hours on a regular basis trying to get this budget stuff under control it's just too out of control right so they need some apps they need some applications they need to come out of email they need to get out of spreadsheets they need to get into systems and start running some some processes to streamline everything right um now originally that's what i'm helping them with but Yo, if, if anybody that knows me knows that I'm not going to be able to sit there and see something happening and not at least in a very polite manner say something. I'm going to say, hey, you could do this a little bit better. There's some opportunity here to do things better. Because I'm saying that, I open up the floodgates to do to support with a bunch of other stuff, right? Um, and people respect that. They respect that and they like it. So, and they invite it if you, you know, you, you come in a respectful way, which is how I get down. So anyway, um, I eventually get the requirements of what needs to be done, but I don't get the requirements directly. I get them from a product owner. This product owner Shout out to my man, George, yo. Talking about George. He was the product owner for the team. So in other words, he had full knowledge of all the products that they managed. Now, he's 
you know, in these discussions of me doing things for them. So it's like, hey, uh, can you make this happen? Can you make this happen? Can you make that happen? Blah, 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 right? And he's in these discussions. I am kind of in these discussions because I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a full-time employee. I got work to do during the day. It's going to be hard for me to catch up with y'all. He, what he, so the way this thing evolved, right, is that he being the product owner and him, his full-time job was with this customer. So he's there all the time with them like I am with my other customer, you know, uh, as, a, as an employee. And he now has to, not even has to take on a role. He literally, this is part of his job. So what he does What's part of his job is what I'm, you know, what I'm about to explain. What he does is captures the requirements from the business, and then me and him the, during the, um, the later hours of the day, we would catch up and he'd pass me those requirements. He would let me know what needs to be developed. He'd let me know what the customer says is the priority. If I had questions, I'd give them to him. He'd take them back to the customer. All of this stuff, right? Like this was the whole process, right? Yo. <laughs> this was the okay so so years ago i'd found out about the term business analyst i found out what that meant and what that person does just at the high level so i was like i was telling one of my people's like yo listen um uh what did i say i don't remember but but the response was she said to me oh thurman that's a business analyst you know what i mean and she, it was basically someone who translates the requirements from the business to the developers this person in the middle can speak to the developers and they can speak to the business i'm like what that's a thing because i'm like i i do that that's not a problem i i could talk to developers i could talk to the business i could talk to anybody who cares but she was like yeah that's actually a thing that's a skill like that's not a that doesn't go that's just that's not you know nothing that's a big deal so i'm like oh okay that's cool so uh, I don't remember if I've talked about it before, but my life as an employee d doing SharePoint, I did more than just develop on SharePoint. I did any and everything. Anything they needed me to do, I had to do. And it was all related to SharePoint. I'm sitting in meetings. I'm talking to the stakeholders. I'm I'm writing up. I'm, I'm doing the requirements document. I'm evaluating. I'm testing. I'm doing it. I'm gathering the testers. I'm doing everything. It was not efficient for a really long time, but it was great for my career to see all of those pieces. Anyway. Uh, so I'm helping out this customer part-time, right? But I'm not interfacing heavily with the customer. I'm interfacing heavily with the business analyst, the product manager. He managed all the products. He had knowledge of all the products. My my guy, George, right? And <laughs> this relationship between me and him, it, it was so good. I, 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 I want to cry right now just talking about it. I'm so emotional. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Because, yo, I had no idea how useful, how powerful, how important, how, uh, I can't, I, I need more words, how big of a deal it was to have not just a business analyst, a good business analyst. Because George was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like I said, he would go to the business. He'd deal with them all day, Right. And he'd come back to me because, you know, he, 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 he's working, he's putting in work. He, we, we talk 
after hours and he'd be like, yeah, this is what they need. Uh, this portion is more important. Um, they did have this question. Do you have any answers for this? Whatever, whatever. He was organized. He was, uh, uh, he could manage things. He's a PMP. Officially, he's a PMP. Like he's officially, uh, he, he has a certification. I don't know that it's his certification that made him that good, except, you know, outside of his, like, natural skills. So maybe his natural skills combined with being a PMP made him just, you know, great. And I I remember saying out loud, because I love to give flowers, I love to support people and tell them what it is when I'm feeling it. I say, yo, George, this is great. I've never experienced this before because before him, I never experienced the fact that I could I could go to a person uh, and only deal with them and still have a big impact on the on the organization or the customer. I didn't know that. Through, I thought it had to be me. Like I had to interface with the customer in order to really like set them at ease or to set them up for what's coming up or to you know whatever. Like whatever I had to do, I thought I had to do that. I didn't realize the impact that a business analysts can have so boom we were able to while i was just doing this on the side and he was the business analyst we developed i believe four applications documented the 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 applications refined these applications upgraded um Got them to where they needed to be. We 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 were you know rocking and rolling. I I think it's four or it might have been three. A collection of applications that took this organization from they were blowing a lot of time and, and uh, you know like causing a lot of headache on a part time situation after hours working with this business analyst. We were able to take this customer from zero to hero basically. I don't mean to be misrespectful. I don't want to say zero. They were obviously, you know, knocking things out of the park, doing what they got to do. But they were in the wrong tools. We needed to upgrade them. They were a great team. That's what they had. As people, as humans, together, they were a great team. But they had these weak tools. So they would get what they needed to get done, but they were doing it with these weak tools. We upgraded them and gave them some good tools for them to be able to rock and roll. And the whole point of this episode... Welcome to the SharePoint Help Desk, by the way. My name is Thurman. <laughs> I speak about SharePoint strategies, you know, low on the tech, high on the strategy. Um, the whole point of this episode is to tell you, th- to, to explain the value of a business analyst. If you are able to uh, afford one, if your organization is, you know, going through a lot of technical changes, if you're able to recognize the value in what a business analyst can do, you need to have one. You need this person. Maybe and also maybe you don't call them a business analyst. The whole point is you need someone between you and your developers. Unless you can see yourself being a business analyst. Now here's another thing about that too. Even if you can see yourself being a business analyst. Let's say you pretty high up in the company you got a lot going on uh but you can you know you can speak the language you can talk to developers you can talk to the business and you know a lot about the business so it's great that you could talk to the developers because you could translate these requirements right but your time is valuable and while you may enjoy doing that you have other things to do 
And you can find other things that you enjoy doing. Get a business analyst who you can speak to freely and naturally and have them write things down. Have them remember things. Have them think on your behalf while you go do something else. Pay them good money so that they could do those things and then take it to the developers and they handle that. Imagine if you spent time, you know, talking to the developer, you know, going over some requirements, uh, talking about, you know, what the what the current bugs are and what needs to be fixed and why this and why that. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's valuable. But what if you didn't have to do it? What if you didn't have to split that amongst your other activities? So, you know, you like I said, you high up in the company, you got a lot going on. So amongst your executive meetings, then maybe you got to take a meeting with the developer to talk about, you know, the things that your team needs. You should be doing that if, you know, you right now you can't afford a, a good business analyst or it just isn't strategically in your plan. Even though I, I, I bet you I could prove to you that it is strategically in your plan. But let's just, you know, let's I digress. So if you're not doing that, you're doing something else that's more important that you need to handle, especially the, the fact that you're higher up. Get a business analyst who you could probably take a half hour meeting with on a regular, maybe weekly, maybe twice a week or whatever. You take this half hour, you get with the business analyst, you let them know what's going on. They let you know what's going on. They're keeping track. And then you send them on their way to go deal with the developer who they'll probably take more time with uh, to get things done. The time you would have taken with that developer to get things done. You're not doing that. You're off, you know, being an executive and building a business and business development and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? While the business analysts and the, 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 the developers, they're becoming best friends. And remember, your business analyst has knowledge of your products. Your business analyst has knowledge of your business. I love an in-house business analyst. That's what you want right there is somebody who understands what's going on inside of the business. The key things, the, the nuances that you can't just get by looking at a spreadsheet and being like, all right, let me evaluate the spreadsheet. We need to move this out of a spreadsheet into a system. Here are the things that I see. Someone who has the business eyes, who's been there for a minute, who understands what's going on, they're going to be able to look at that spreadsheet a little bit differently than just raw developer eyes. You know what I mean? They can translate that to the to the developer. So let them handle that. Pay that person and let them do it. If you can afford it. You know what I mean? And if you, you know, you, you got a lot of things going on and you can afford this person, do it. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> saying your life is gonna be great. Um so now, okay, okay. You get the business analyst, they're dealing with the developer, you're taking care of your thing. The other thing that's key for this developer, I mean, not developer, the other thing that's key for this business analyst is that they have knowledge of the business and they have knowledge of these products. Let's say that you hire a developer, right? And the developer is great. Uh, but you realize, all right, this developer is costing us a lot of money or this developer is not as available as I want because maybe they're really good and so they're, you know, you can't get them all the time. It's fine. That's okay because you have a business analyst. You know when that's not okay is when that developer has full breadth 
a, a full breadth of knowledge of the products that they're developing for you, and they only have that. The only thing else they got besides that is all the documentation they might give you. But if they go somewhere else because somebody is willing to pay them a whole bunch of money to come develop for them, or they're not as available as you need them to be, they're gone, and they take a big chunk of that knowledge with them. Gone, just out of your company like that. Or out of your, they wasn't in your company. You hired them. So while they're not out of the company, they're out of your, they're out of your ecosystem. But if you have a good business analyst, that business analyst has a deep knowledge of what the developer is doing. So if you have to lose a developer, it's fine. You bring in another developer or developers, and that business analyst will bring them up to speed way faster than if you brought on a developer and said, hey, we got all this documentation, need you to look through this and start updating these apps. Nah. No, that's garbage. Your business analyst will take care of that for you. And if you think that you could do it, maybe you could, but as your company grows, you're not able to do that, and you shouldn't even be trying to do that. You sh- you need to focus on growing a business. Let that business analyst represent you and your products to these developers. I, I don't know how else to say this. I didn't even prepare no notes for this episode. I just wanted to come on here and gush about what a business analyst, what they do, my experience with a business analyst, and how... You know, when the time comes, I'm absolutely going to have a business analyst myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm over here trying to grow my business and all that. And trust me, that that will be in the mix. Um, because, you know, as a small company and doing what I do, I develop applications for organizations, for uh, businesses, small businesses, whatever. Now, I'll have these things and they'll be out there and doing their thing. But, yo, if I got a business analyst that's taking care of that for me, guess what I'm doing? I'm out kissing babies. I'm shaking hands. You know what I'm saying? I'm. What else do you do when you're trying to grow a business? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm networking and all that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm doing while my business analyst is handling the developers. That's what we're talking about here. It's very, very, very key to your business. And I'm telling you right now, start looking for a business analyst if you don't got one already. And you better pay that person. Pay them good. And treat them good and let them know the the value of what they're doing, which is holding it down for you, basically. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me share. Um, So before I get out of here, I got to get into LinkedIn Love. Um, If you don't know what LinkedIn Love is, this is a segment on the show where I highlight a thing that I saw on LinkedIn because, yo, I'm on LinkedIn every day, posting every day, you know what I'm saying, without fail. Uh, and sometimes twice a day. I love LinkedIn, man. Ha, uh, 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 highlight me on there. I'm uh, T H E R M A N T R O T M A N. Thurman Trotman. Just come, come see me. Anyway, something happens on LinkedIn, and I'm like, oh man, this is great. I'm all in. I, I, I love this. Uh, and this week, the thing that I want to highlight, right, is <laughs> there was a kid. Uh. I think he was 18, if I'm not mistaken, uh, who posted on LinkedIn and said, yo, uh, what did he, what, okay, okay, let me, uh, he's not 16, did I say 16? He's 19, I'm sorry. Here's the post. His name is Omar C.R., uh, Charlie Romeo, Omar C.R., right? 
Uh, all right. Now, if you go to his profile, he says, watch me build SaaS startups and learn how to launch and grow your own SaaS. Right. He put out a post. It said at 19 years old, I dropped out of college to build a startup today. We could say it was the worst decision I ever made. <laughs> he said he had very good grades and everyone was telling him to uh, wait a year for graduation, but he had his mind made up. You know what I'm saying? And after two years, the result wasn't glorious because he's worked on uh, his first startup for like 10 hours a day for a year and it still and it still failed to make it work. The post was dope because it was um, it was just an honest depiction of what was going on in his life. And he was like, yo, listen... Um, uh, I'm, I'm out here trying my thing. It hasn't worked, but yo, guess what my plan is? My plan is to start a new startup every month. I'm like, yo, who is this guy? And what is he talking about? He's out of control. A new one every month. Anyway, um, because who, who does that a month in my head is like, yo, not enough to figure out if your thing is going to work. But in his mind, which I, I, I read his thing and I feel him. He, he made another post. I felt him on this other post where he was like, yo, the reason why, you know, y'all not out here making no money is because y'all taking too long to, to, to validate your things. Build it. Make it simple. Make it easy. Make it uh, look nice and put it out there and see if you can get people to buy it. If they don't, move on to the next one. That's his thing. Me, I can't move at that speed. I'm not 19. I'm, I'm, I'm 42. About to be 42 with mad stuff going on in my life. You know what I'm saying? So I like his approach. I like what he's doing. When he put that post out, I remember looking at uh, him and reading his situation. He was at like, I don't know, 40-something followers. Then somebody commented on that later in the day, and it was like he was at 200-something followers. And then the next day, he was like, yo, thank you so much. I put out this post to go viral on purpose. Um, and I knew he was going to get a lot of, um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of traction, but I didn't expect this. He went to like 10,000 followers in a day. I'm like, man, salute, yo. I love stuff like that. I, I, I just, I love what he got going on there. I do follow his newsletter, which is a video newsletter. Um, and it, it, it really is him, you know, doing his monthly SAS. Uh, and also he, uh, he just got his first sale. He posted a screenshot and said, yo, check this out. This is crazy. See, I've been grinding, whatever, whatever, and I got my first sale. I think his first sale was like $70 or whatever. Yo, man, I love stuff like that. Take action. Just go. You know what I'm saying? One life to live. Have a good time. Do what you love. That's that's what it's about. Anyway, my name is Thurman Trotman. Follow me on LinkedIn. I post every day. I'm not joking about that. Every single day. Sometimes twice a day. Um, I just dropped... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm on YouTube. Look up the SharePoint Help Desk on YouTube. I'm going to put a link inside of the show notes. Make sure you check me out on YouTube. Uh, what was the other thing, too? I got something else. Oh, yeah. So I just dropped a video uh, for, my, for my project managers that's about creating a stakeholder management plan. If you make a stakeholder communication plan, stakeholder management plan, stakeholder register, whatever you call it, if you make this normally in Excel, I'm willing to bet that you would like what I did better. Excel is a flat data uh, look, stop putting your data inside of Excel. Extract your data from the system and, and let Excel pull from it. Let Excel pull the data. Do not put data into Excel. That's not, that's not the best use of that tool. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, get out of Excel. Get into SharePoint. I just made this video that shows you how to create a stakeholder register. You understand what I'm saying? Inside of SharePoint.
Um, I shot a video that shows you how to do it. I downloaded the template that allows you to just download it. I, I'm providing the template where you could just get the template and you don't got to do everything that I did in the video. You could just take the template, install it, and then you're good to go. Um, if that interests you, the way you where, uh, where you can find that is bio that's that uh, uh, what is it bio dot site slash sphd. Uh, go to let me make sure. Now I'm drawing a blank about uh, if it's bio dot site or bio dot sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bio dot site slash sphd. The sphd stands for SharePoint Help Desk. Go there or B square. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I think that's it. That's all I got. I want you to go check that video out. I'm going hard for my project managers. The 365 suite is great for y'all. I'm going to keep putting out content for my project managers. Um, that's it. I think that's all I got. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, I will see you on LinkedIn. Later.